The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. In this episode, we're going to share some funny anecdotes and awkward situations, the kind that can only happen to lesbians. Our point in doing this is not just to give you some laughs, but to make you realize how good you should feel about yourself, especially if you're LGBTQ. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001. And we believe life is best lived as a love story. Your love story. After all, to love well is to live well. For more, check out SiennaAndToast.com. But for now, here's this episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to it. Thanks so much for joining us today, and a big mahalo for all of you who were brave to listen to the previous podcast episode, <laughs> which was titled, Let's Talk About Sex. So if you were one who listened, you might have noticed that Tosa and I had a little bit of a hard time um, with that podcast. And actually, just to be transparent here, we normally don't do... You know, we don't edit the podcast. We don't, um, you know, take things out and then, you know, punch things in. But for this podcast, and I don't listen to the podcast. Once we record it, we record it, we put it out there. I don't go back and listen. But for this one, I said, okay, I better listen to this podcast (laughs) because I wanted to make sure, like, I don't know. I was so uncomfortable doing it. I wanted to hear how how we actually sounded. In the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what information did we actually share? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) through listening to it, I have to say um, that several times I was on the fence, like, no, I don't think we should put this out. And for sure, there were portions that I knew we would need to take out. So for that podcast, we actually took sections out. I felt like. Mm, I don't think people are ready for to well, hear that from of, us. Regardless of whether the people are ready, oh, we, I was we not ready. obviously. Yeah, I was not ready. ready. But I also didn't want to slam people with here. We're talking about sex, and we're really we're going all the way there, right? You know what I so mean? To like speak. you know, like like let's yeah. let's be kind and <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So our intention is to do an, a part two for let's talk about sex. Because I actually do want to talk about the things that we edited out. Mm-hmm. So that's our intention. But you need to give us some time. Yes. But anyways, so that's thank you. That's not this episode. It is not this episode. But thank you for listening. And um, I can't tell you how many people that are our friends and family who actually let us know we didn't get off. We didn't get go off the uh, off ramp. Mm-hmm. We didn't take the off ramp. We stayed on and we listened. So... They're brave. They're really brave. Well, and I appreciate the the affirmative feedback. Oh my god! You know, I have to like, tell I them. I appreciate that. 
Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I have to tell you guys that, or tell you, not guys, but I have to tell you that my mom texted me and said, oh, I finally listened to the podcast. And what? which episode is her oh, first episode of the Sienna and Toast podcast show? Let's talk about sex. Thanks, mom. Even though we've been doing it since two <laughs> doing the or started the podcast in two thousand seven, which one is which one episode did she I listen to know. first? <laughs> that kind of reminds me of our. We had friends who um were very late to getting into Game of Thrones, mm, and it mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. so happens that the first episode they watched was the one where the dragon came down onto the White Walkers and crashed into the lake and it was a really really strange weird episode with all oh, yeah. of the supernatural mm-hmm. stuff happening that was like in in the last season right was it i, I can't remember it was the second to the last i think it was season, a finale the last episode or something i think it was a finale of the second to the last season yeah yeah when the wall came crashing down yes. and it was just the most weirdest <clears throat> wildest strangest episode and that's the one they happened to watch <laughs> so they were like what is this stuff but Any, they anyway. finished they went and started all over and finished yep so okay so before we get into our topic today i did want to let you all know about a show i recommend we thought of you podcast listener as we were going through this this tv series <laughs> Well, mostly Sienna was going through it. Yes. So as you all know, I love all different kinds of shows. And AMC has created this series. And I guess, you know, it would be very fair to say that this series is historical fiction. Yes. Because it's based off of a true historical fact that they have then fictionalized all kinds of other details to entertain us. So anyways... The series is called The Terror. There are currently two seasons of The Terror. It's now, they're both now available on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, you can watch it. Season one has nothing to do with season two. So it's one of those series where you don't have to do any strong commitment. It's not like Game of Thrones where you're like, oh my God, eight seasons. (laughs) And I have to watch all of them. (laughs) The the Terror is like American Horror Story. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but... It's not an ensemble cast. Like no. the cast changes from season to yes. season. Yes. What yes. ties it all together, though, is that it's it's based on an Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Or so the sto- far, the story uh, centers on an Asian culture, combined with that Asian culture's scary story heritage. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very cool. The, the first season, mm-hmm. um, what was it called? I don't, don't, I don't remember the first season because that's not the one I'd really recommend. Okay. I mean, it was fantastic. So I watched it, but it was quite um, gruesome in ways that I, I really could not watch. Like, I would have to fast forward a little. Okay. The one that I thought of you, the listeners, was uh, season two, which is the Terror Infamy. And... When you find it on Hulu, if you decide to look it up, it looks super scary, okay? But I'm here to tell you, it's not that scary. It's not that scary. But what made me truly hooked into it all is that 
what this one's about is a Japanese American family that is being haunted. And as a result, all these bizarre deaths of family members, of friends start happening, which makes them go down the rabbit hole of this very secret thing that happened in the past. Mm. So that has to get unearthed in order for true healing to begin. And so really, the show is about all these relationships and families and about forgiveness, as well as the, the sacrifice that family makes for us, mm-hmm. the people who have come before, and honoring of these family members. So that's what's going to make... So if you if you are just a pure lover of horror, this is not it. Yeah, this is more like a family drama well, with, with, a, with a ghosty... Horror element to it. Yeah. Right? A ghosty little essence there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it was so good. And what I really loved about it is that you find out later that a lot of the the actors in season two actually had family members that were um, part of the internment camps during World War II. Yeah, that so, experienced anyways, the historical events depicted. Yes, because I outside forgot to of mention, the ghosty part. Yes, I forgot to mention that uh, season two takes place during World War II. Mm-hmm. And it talks about like the, the, you see the experience of this family having to be uh, moved out from their home mm-hmm. and they have to go to an internment camp. So mm-hmm. the racism it and was all so that good. stuff. It was so good. And it made me truly appreciate my Japanese heritage. Which I was kind of surprised at because I feel like I identify more with my Filipino heritage. Mm-hmm. And I've seen other Japanese things before, but nothing really quite, you know, has, has moved me like this series. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I feel very grateful for that. Isn't it so validating and affirming in a way that reaches down into your heart? Yes. In a way that words can't, right? That's yes. the power of that's the power of art, visual arts mm-hmm. in this case, t- TV, right? Music, theater, art that that reflects you and that that says to your soul, it says I see you. That's there that is so powerful and I think that's what moves me about just you know what? Honestly, just hearing that oh, there's this TV show and the main characters not the side salad characters the main characters <laughs> right it's not the sidekick it's not the goofy no um math whiz or whatever the main characters are it's they're they're asian americans i'm like what i gotta see this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you're you're your that's heart- why crazy that's why crazy rich Asi- asians was, was was so popular right it was a such a big deal yeah made such an impact yeah you know, now I'm thinking about the terror again. Because of that. Yes, yes. What? Season two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm remembering some parts of it. So some parts might get really silly in terms of like the horror part, <laughs> especially if you are okay. really seasoned as a horror movie. Or if you're sophisticated horror movie. Yes, yes. Movie. It's going to seem silly. Uh, but watch it for the relationships and for the various levels of forgiveness that can happen. Mm. I think that it's definitely worth it. And especially if you are um, Asian American, mm. watch it. You'll, you will probably have some things that will, you know, 
lead to some greater healing, possibly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was neat. And also, I have to say, it it kind of inspired me to want to learn how to cook more Japanese Yay! dishes. Cook for me. So I made miso soup for us after that. You did, and that was great. <laughs> like miso from scratch, you know? Yeah. Not from just a powdered, Not from the dry powdered packet. mix. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> more than just add water. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. So the terror. That was a trip. And terror season two. Always for me. Okay. And I said, oh, it, it actually relates to our main topic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And the way it relates is because of that issue of being validated, being affirmed. Oh, yeah. Yes, very you know, true. Being seen, being, yes. being included in society, mm-hmm. right? You, you are included. We see you. So, okay, this episode. Yes, actually. What? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, okay, yeah. Interrupt me. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that's so true. Yeah. What you said. <laughs> What you said is so true because as I w- as I'm thinking about the show, mm-hmm. how the Japanese Americans were treated. I mean, the people were horrible mm-hmm. and cruel mm-hmm. and just didn't just ignorant, yes. you know. And that's that's exactly yeah. similar to how some people see the LGBTQ. Community. Community. Yeah. I think so, so much yeah. of it is born of ignorance, right? The right. phobia right. that happens if any kind of phobia, homophobia included. Mm-hmm. It, so much of it is ignorance, um, including misperceptions, misconceptions, mm-hmm. and even ignorance of not just the discriminated against community, but ignorance about just our humanity and our, our commonality. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know that I, I feel really grateful that the school I went to mm -hmm. had so many lesbians as fellow students. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) Especially because you went to an all girls Catholic school. But some, Jeez. what, what? You sound so delighted by that. <laughs> like that would, like that would be your Disneyland. But <laughs> what about nuns? Did, do you know if, did you know at the time if some nuns were lesbians too? Or do you know, in re- I mean, how did is you it suspect like, in retrospect? Like, totally oh, I think certain, suspected, but okay. you know, never got any of it confirmed. Yeah. But yeah, there were definitely a few of the sisters and nuns that. Um, Gator was going off. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even how they treat you, like they, oh, like you know, it's almost like um, they know, like they've made a, a different choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they see yeah. you, they know you're gay. Wow, and they're seeing you make maybe a choice that they did not feel was available to them. Right, and they almost. Wow. I I feel like they some of them took me under their wing, mm. not in a weirdo way. You know, not in a in a way that no, just in was an elder way. Like they're yes, they're the, yes. you're the mentor and the elder and the and then of course know. we also had the PE teacher who was gay. We had the PE teacher that was gay, <laughs> but I was in a public school. Yeah. So the PE teacher was gay, and she too was like, you know, really wanting to be an example of that gay is okay. That's so awesome. But but being. Um, 
sort of having her hands tied by the Catholicism. Well, sort of, yeah. You know, so she couldn't say things, you know, mm-hmm, like, but she mm-hmm. was very, she nurtured and was very accepting of the gay students. Amazing. And you could just, it was just the way, it was energy, right? It was how yep. you could feel the the energy of this person being for you. Yeah, like, I, like right? I see you. Yeah, like I'm you. for you. I'm rooting for yes. you. Yes. Yeah. And ah. even though we're all here not saying anything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm an adult lesbian, mm-hmm. and I'm okay. I made it through. Right. Here I am. And you'll make it through. I see. You know what I mean? I see. So no matter what you're going through right now, and and they can kind of see. It's like, it's like you know, any school. So any, so like if there was a girl having trouble with her girlfriend, I mean, you know, then they're fighting. And I mean, you weren't blind to it. Mm, wow. You know. What a trip. I mean, it just, that's <clears throat> very foreign to me. I grew up going to a public school. I did not even know what the word gay meant. I thought it meant happy. That's all. Right? Until I don't know how old I was. But anyway, okay. Aww. We still didn't get to the main topic of our funny story. That must have been so hard. That must have been so yeah, hard it wasn't, for you. It wasn't a walk in the park. <laughs> but, you know, but I really, learned a like lot. That, that must have been so hard for you because here you are growing up and you have various stages of your, you know, your development and growth and so different feelings come with that and how do you process all of that when Mm -hmm. there's absolutely no talk of it no example no one you know mm -hmm. that's a whole that's a whole nother and then your god at the time your god was against gays i sure assume that but anyway again that's a whole nother episode we have to get to our funny stories, okay. which of course relates. So, Sienna, well, they're not stories. Is, okay, anyways, <laughs> they're anecdotes. Now, <coughs> Sienna is Wait, I think what we people call say... cisgendered. Okay, okay. What? Okay, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. Ha. <laughs> Sienna looks like a normal, <laughs> non-stereotypical uh, OG lesbian, right? Like the stereotypical OG lesbian has short hair and wears flannel, right? It's very different now. Yeah, it's different now. So different but, now. Um, at vers- versus me, I... You're OG lesbian. I'm more OG style, <laughs> right? Like I have short hair and I, I don't wear flannel so much now, but but... It used to be very common, less common now. I don't know why. Maybe I just see less people. I travel less. People used to always think I was a boy. Like I would show up at the checkout counter at the airport and they would call me son or sir, right? Mm -hmm. And it was always a funny, like awkward thing to decide in a split second, am I going to correct them or am I just going to ignore it? Right. And kind of try and lower my voice so that <laughs> they don't feel embarrassed and just be like, thanks. And then, you know, I'm, that's it. I don't have to interact with them anymore. But, but it, did it make you feel always... uncomfortable for yourself 
or just more for them that they made the error? I felt like I was more uncomfortable for them. Mm Mm-hmm. But, of course, if they're uncomfortable, that makes me uncomfortable because I'm the one who made them uncomfortable. Mm. You know, it's all wrapped up in this old, mm-hmm. like, oh, geez. So, mm-hmm. anyways, but but what that issue reminds me of is one of my favorite stories. Okay, this is one of my favorite anecdotes that I've ever heard. I'm about like, what's this, happening? Okay, tell this, it. I'm uh, like, I don't know what you're doing. About this gender issue okay. <laughs> for dykey-looking people. Because, oh, and for us, dyke is not a bad word. I know that some of the LGBTQ community feel like it is. For us, we grew up with that word, that, and it was empowering for us. So I just yeah. want to say that. Yeah. Okay. Of course, it depends how you use it, right? It does, but, you, you know, know, everyone's sensitive these days. Okay. So you got to be careful. Well, we're in so a I safe say space. We are. This okay. episode is a safe space. Um, so this, this anecdote took place in Hawaii where pigeon English is used. And one time, one of our friends walk into a public bathroom. Our friend, by the way, is very dyke. Oh, okay. I know okay. what you're talking about. Like yeah. our friend is super dyke. We've told this story before. We have a yeah. long, like years yeah. and years and years and years but ago. But it's a good one. It's the best. <laughs> so our friend is super dyke. I mean, OG Like dykey. super. Like she used to, she actually... Used to, um, she, she was an umpire a, for softball. Yes, uh, thank you for the word. I'm like, I don't know what that. I can see the person, but I don't know what they're called. <laughs> but she, wait, did you? What did you say? Umpire for softball. Yes, before the Olympics. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like serious. Like yeah, she's serious. Okay. So she looks the part. Yeah, she looks the part. Short hair, right? Stocky and just like freaking. Built like a tank, right? Built like a tank. She walks into a public bathroom for women. You know, she's not trans. No. Right? She walks in the public bathroom for women. And there's this old Japanese lady in there who freaks out and starts telling her, Hey, boy, you in the wrong bathroom. (laughs) Boy, you in the wrong bathroom. Which means in regular English, Hey, boy, you're in the wrong bathroom. And our friend, our friend, I give her credit <coughs> because if it was me, I don't yeah. know. I may have just ignored her. I don't know what I would have done. I, I think you would have left. Sure. You think? I don't because know. Because she, she's, this woman obviously sounds so uncomfortable. Hey, boy. That mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But our friend, our friend tells, tells that lady, goes, I'm not a boy. And this old lady says, oh, I, oh, Sorry. Sir, you're in the wrong bathroom. <laughs> I can't believe that's a true story. But that's a true story. It's a true so story. So what did she do after that? She just shook her head and she went She went to use the bathroom. <laughs> okay. So hopefully you get a kick out of that one. Um, <laughs> but, but the way that this story does sort of enact itself in my, in my own thinking... Almost every time I walk into a public bathroom that's for women, mm-hmm. I feel uncomfortable because I worry. I have just an internal worry that other people who see me walking in mm-hmm. or who are already in the bathroom, you know, women who are already in the bathroom, are going to think that 
I walked into the wrong bathroom. Hmm. You know, like I, I worry about that. I worry about that for you too. Like when we're, it's like, okay, let's go use the, let's go use the bathroom Uh and then let's go to the food court or whatever. And both of us are, yeah, both of us are walking into the bathroom Mm -hmm. and, and, and I, I worry that people will think I'm a guy walking into a women's bathroom. So what do I do? I try, and there's a conscious thing. I try to smile because when I smile, then I look less like a boy. You know, I look more like, (laughs) right? I I soften my face. Because it's softer. I soften my face. And and it's not like I look so much like a guy. Not so much. Okay, sometimes I can. I think you're, I think it's because, (laughs) I think it's because you're petite. Exactly. That's if the other thing that petite, I have going I for me. I think people would constantly think you're a guy. Yes. Yes. That's the other thing <clears throat> I have going for me in that um, yeah. Uh, yeah. arena is that, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a shorter stature. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. Yeah. But I worry, I, yeah, I worry about that too. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it, and how, how often is that where we go to the bathroom together? It's often. Yeah. Or it doesn't even have public, to be together. But in, in right? any public like just, place. Yeah, in any public no, place. No, I'm saying that for me, mm-hmm. like when we're going to the bathroom, mm-hmm. it's always an awareness. Whether you're walking in front of me or you're behind me, mm. I have a concern for you. Mm. Like I wonder if people are going to, you know, because... Double take or yeah, try and stop and me it, or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or just look at me weird. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I kind of had, like, when I used to work at, I used to work at this boutique. Mm-hmm. And I used to feel, as a lesbian, I would feel uncomfortable when women would be changing in front of me. Customers? Yes. You know, even if it, it was normal to them, mm-hmm. like they're taking off their clothes and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm handing them something else or you know and they're asking me like what do you think and mm-hmm. I would feel very aware that I was a lesbian mm-hmm. not because of any dynamic it could be any because woman. they didn't know you were a lesbian right they you didn't can pass. know I was a you lesbian you can totally pass for straight but I internally I felt uncomfortable mm. like yeah what it's if, almost like it's, it's almost like, like male... what if they knew that I was lesbian <clears throat> what would they think if they and, knew right exactly yeah. and so because yeah. I don't know what they would think. I felt right. not like I was um, hiding it from them, but it just felt like some like a betrayal. That's, yeah, that I, that word is too strong, but you I know what totally I mean. Totally know what you mean. So I was trying. So it was just so hard. It just because, adds an extra level of stress, right? Because when you think of um, just heterosexual relationships, right? So a guy, um, a gal. <laughs> A guy and a gal. Sounds old-fashioned, right? A guy and a gal. You would not have a guy there. The gal would not have the guy there with her door open, near naked, right? right. you know, or holding or covering her boobs while you're getting, you know, that would not happen. Right. Unless it was an obviously straight up gay guy (laughs) Uh that the woman felt really safe with. I know what you mean. Because it's just the sexual dynamic, right? It's just what we've been used to. Yeah. In terms of, yeah, I totally know what you mean. So I always felt uncomfortable with that. So Mm. I never wanted to do that part, Mm. you know? Um, And it's, what's interesting is it's not that it's so stressful, right? 
it it's not like that big of a deal, but it's a big enough of a deal that you um, you just get but you get used to it. You get used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So another um thing that we thought of that we would like to share with you because we think you'll be able to relate okay is when sienna and i meet new people whether it's in a professional context like we're i don't know going to look at look at a house for to be a possible rental house or something like that um people will they'll automatically go to sisters that seems to like when they're looking at they'll us. They'll be it's like, like, "Oh, is your sister?" Like, yes, and I or, think they yeah. feel the connection, but they just don't know, and they don't want to ask. Right? Maybe. It's just kind of a like, "What's going on here?" There's, there's kind of yeah, that what's que- going on here? Yeah, Correct. there's kind of a yes. question hovering in the air. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Who are you two people?" Mm-hmm. Right? Versus if it was a guy and a gal, mm-hmm. it'd be obvious yeah. who, who these people were. They're, yes. they're a couple. Yes. They're, yes. Right. But when it's um, yeah, when it's a lesbian couple, it's kind of like yeah. You know what's so funny? You know what's so funny? What's funny? I remember this one gig where Toast and I we were performing, and then the gig was over, and there were a whole bunch of Japanese people, um, Japanese Americans around us after the gig, and these women. We're saying, oh, this was so good, so good. And they were staring at us a little long, like, because they were trying to figure it out. I, I knew they were trying to figure it out. And they had asked if we were sisters. We said no. Oh, my God. <clears throat> and then they said, oh, do you have a card? A business card. Um, because, oh, you know, my friends, something, something, maybe we can hire you to perform, whatever. So I give her the card and then I run away because Uh-oh. I know what's going to happen. Uh-oh. And I left toast. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. So the, our business card at the time oh my had gosh. our names on it. So it would. Ha- so and I've I've taken on um, Toast's last name. So then they're standing there. <laughs> and this was this was right before I ditched. OK, so and I forgot to mention this part. They were even more confused when they got the business card because we already told them we weren't sisters. So when they see the same last name, they they were so this was just not in their realm of understanding. And they were looking at it going, wait, but how what? How come? Because why the same last name? And they actually asked that. And I just walked away (laughs) like I didn't hear that. I barely remember that. So there's that issue. But I think what might be even more embarrassing. Yeah. More awkward, y'all. Yes. Mm -hmm. My ex was nine years older than myself. So this was a long time ago. This was like... This was a while ago. And I remember like there were countless times where... Countless? Countless. (gasps) No. Okay. That sounds like an exaggeration, but at least five times. Really? At least. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh my Um, gosh. But they the would, listeners like what? They would always ask if she was my mother. And why that's the worst Yee! is because I felt so bad for her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With the whole thing that, that our culture feels about age. Right. That's one Which thing. Which is another thing, ageism. That's another that's another thing. thing. But, no. 
all of that stuff. But she was constantly asked that. Wow, that's crazy. And I don't know if as you get older, if the dyke look, because she was definitely more tomboyish, right? Mm -hmm. If that look starts to look (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, women who are older, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because what happens in general, what happens when women get older? Well, in general... Your hair starts to thin. All kinds of things happen. Women tend to cut their hair really short when they're older. Shorter. So yeah. a lot of older women that you may know most likely have short hair. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the prerequisites for dyking. That lines up just perfectly with the dyke look. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. But that, oh, God, it was just so stressful. So what, yeah, that's really awkward. So people would ask you that? Mm-hmm. Wow. And you would have to, you would say. They would like, be like, oh, oh is that your mother? Or, they, or they would say like, oh, your daughter is so cute. Oh, my gosh. To her. Yeah. It was. So what would you guys so, mostly do? Just be like, oh, thanks. Like kind of ignore you know, it. Like let them, let them, you know, st- stick with their illusion. We definitely didn't correct them. Like, oh, okay. we are yeah. lesbian lovers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross, right? No. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. That's like Anyways. an SNL skit. No, we didn't, you know. Yeah. But if, if they would say, is that your mother? Oh, no, we're just friends. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. why go into yeah, exactly. it? Yeah, right? exactly. That's the other thing that is um, a split second decision that you have to make. Yes. Is it going Those to be moments. even? Yeah. Is it, is, it, is it even going to be worth it? Yes. Right. Yes. To try and provide some more accurate information for these people? Or yes. is it just going to be easier for everybody right. if I just once, let them think what they want to think right. and finish whatever transaction we need to do here and move on? Right. Because right. once yeah. we were in an elevator and it was just like, this ride will end, this mm-hmm. ride will end. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it ended. Right. So it's like, okay, let's just right. move on. Yeah. But that's just like, for me, countless times, I can't even tell you. Like I'll be in, I'll be getting my hair like cut or colored or whatever it might be. Okay. Yeah. You're sitting in the chair. Sitting in there. I'm sitting in someone's chair and they start to make small talk. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, so do you have a boyfriend? Are you married? You know, and in the the beginning, well, now I'm married. Oh, but before. (laughs) That's right. You are. Toast, how could you forget that? I'm married to you. So they would say, you know, do you have a boyfriend? And I'd be like, no. Mm. But there we go. Now's an opportunity to say, but I have, back then, right? But I have a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But it's those decisions you have to make. This person has scissors. She's cutting my hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Does she need, is this information she needs to know? You know, and do you and and also you have to make the calculation of do you want to run the risk of um, continuing the relationship with the hairstylist and possibly wanting or needing to correct their perception In the of you. Exactly, yes, exactly. Totally. You have to think about all of that within seconds. Yeah. And then if you don't correct them, then they go on to say I like 
seriously, I have had people want to like set me up with people mm-hmm. and I'm in a committed relationship mm-hmm. and it's just uncomfortable. But it's like, if you don't correct them in the beginning yeah, and it is it a relationship that you have, yeah, then it just gets worse. Yeah. And then there are some people that don't respect that you are gay because somehow in their mind, Sienna can't be gay because she looks so straight, right? Mm. So then it's like, oh, it's just a phase. Mm. So they continue even after they know, like there was this one woman who was like, oh, I have this, I know someone you just have to meet. And I, I would be like, no, I'm happy. I'm in a great relationship. Well, just meet him and see. He's a doctor. You know, like just saying all these things like, wow. like that's what I want. Like, how do you know what I want? Mm. You wow. don't, yeah. you know, but it's like just so stereotypical. Like, here's a man who's a doctor. So obviously you'd want him. Of course. <laughs> Even though I'm gay. You'll He's want a doctor, to. though. He's a doctor. Yeah, you'll want to hop the fence for oh this. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's just so weird and it can be so uncomfortable. And I know we're going on and on about this, but I think the most, probably the most uncomfortable thing of all of this Mm -hmm. like being in a lesbian relationship is we have known and met some people who just can't contain their sexual energy and by so by that just we mean the vibe it's a vibe and you definitely know it Sometimes the the hairs on the back of your neck will stand up or on your arm or whatever because it does not feel good and it feels very violating. Yeah, it's more it's just how like it's, otherwise known as creeps. It's kind of like right? just yeah, creeps or like pervy people. Yeah, whatever that might be, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and they've and, been all kinds of people. They've been, you know, yeah, guys, even even some women, honestly. Well, and this, but this is an interesting one because I think this one, um, is not, is an experience that's not limited to lesbians. Totally couples. not. Right. Right. That's true. Because that's true. creepy people can be creepy to anybody. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do suspect that us being two Asian women, mm-hmm. um, that Probably adds. Yeah, I think that's kind of like creepy bait. Bait for the creepies sometimes. Don't you think? I mean, that's why we're putting it into this episode. That's why that idea came up of like, let's list all the funny, like, kind of weird well things that you just have to deal with and think of I think, and kind of navigate I think when there's a stereotype. you're LGBTQ. I think there's a stereotype for Asian women to be uh, like that subservient sexual character or just exotic right exotic but part of it is that subservience you know like that okay they do whatever you Mm. want them to Mm. do or Mm. whatever it might be Mm. but they just want to please the man yes and then two women together Mm -hmm. and just how that's portrayed Mm -hmm. right yep so i think all of that are ingredients maybe not necessarily for pervs but just people that like that kind of thing Mm. and then you know which is fine you can like that kind of thing but just some people can't can't just don't fantasize about it right in front of our face (laughs) you know gosh 
Some people are weird. Okay, anyway. Like that. We have met some some characters out yeah. there. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure other lesbian couples have too. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, having said that, mm-hmm. I do want to say that we've also met amazing people. That's right. I will you use that. Amazing people. Yes. I have. Who have shown such respect and incredible support. Yes. In who we are as creative beings. Yes. And as, seeing just us as, as human beings. beings. Yes. As human beings. I mean, we really that, have. So that I'm is grateful for that. absolutely true. And that that is the overwhelming, yes. massive for majority sure. of for people. Sure. For sure. So, so if you're one of those people, <clears throat> you are the rock stars. Thank you so much. Um. Okay. So wrapping this up, right? Okay. So we just, we wanted to share these funny stories because we wanted to hopefully let you know that, you know, we get it. You're not alone. (laughs) Like if you've had these things that you deal with and still continue to deal with on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot, so many of these things, they're just, they're just internal experiences that we have to deal with in our own heads and figure out really quickly on the fly split second how do we deal with this how do we navigate this um you know this is all apart and separate from the other more actual very deep and real and protracted issues such as dealing with family relationships coming out Mm -hmm. you know all the other things that that last beyond way beyond that fleeting few seconds of what do i do here but we thought it was really valuable to share this uh, because not only so that you know that, hey, you're not alone. We we feel you. We're all in this together. Us in the LGBTQ community, we deal with this stuff, yeah. um, each in our own ways, mm-hmm. right? Uh, everybody on the spectrum deals with their own unique issues. Um, but we also thought it was really worth pointing out that we us in this community, having to deal with these issues, you can't get away from them, but us having to deal with it um, really speaks to our resilience. Mm-hmm. It really shows how um, we can really be proud if we are being functioning, responsible, kind, decent, uh, human beings mm-hmm. who extend uh, graciousness to others right who who try to show up and and serve their fellow man and woman you can be really proud because you are having to do that while dealing with all this yeah <clears throat> while coping with all of this invisible stuff that add up and it's constant it's constant yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so handshake to you High five. Congrats to you. We are all on this journey together. It's about progress, not perfection. That's right. If you'd like to stay in touch, you can join our email list and rate and review the podcast. We're going to put all those links. We will even put a link to uh, the blog post. We have a blog post associated with every single episode that we put Mm -hmm. out. And we put the link to that in the show notes as well. Oh, there's also a way to support the podcast now, which we'll also leave a link to as well. Yes. And we're getting we're getting ready to uh, share with you some fun stuff surrounding Valentine's Day. So get ready for that. Just a little little teaser. Okay. well, if you get something out of this podcast, please 
you can think of somebody to mention it to, spread the word. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> All right. Until All right. next time. This is Sienna. And this is Toast. Inviting you to come and live your love story. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.